0: Welcome to ASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials, testing, and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions, to laboratory best practices and quality management. We're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson.
1: Welcome to another episode of ASHTO Resource Q&A. I'm Brian Johnson. With me, as always, is Kim Swanson.
0: Yes. We have another FAQ episode, and again, we get this all the time. People even ask me this, and I try to tell them I am not the person to answer this question. (laughs) But people want to know, what do the ratings for repeatability within lab mean on their proficiency sample reports?
1: This is a a good one because it can get extremely confusing, especially in the context of receiving notices for Mm -hmm. low ratings on accredited tests. The low ratings that people should be worried about, actually, technically you should be worried about all of them, but I'll explain what what these things mean. So, so when the typical notices that you get for low ratings are when your laboratory uh, result is far from the average result of all the participating laboratories, uh, that is a great measure of how well you're doing because I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I'm looking at a course aggregate sample right now there were over 1,800 participants in that sample. Mm -hmm. And that's the data that was retained and used to establish the average. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are really far from the average of that many labs together, there's a high confidence uh, that your result was not suitable or acceptable. Uh, Because statistically, if you have a large population size, you can be, you know, your results are more reliable. Mm, okay. uh, so those are your typical ratings. You, and you get notices on low ratings regarding those values. and
0: those that's, those those yeah. low, those low ratings are what accreditation decisions are made on, right? Just the general yeah, low ratings.
1: That's right. We monitor yeah. those ratings and laboratories with consecutive low ratings on both samples in the pair.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so that would be a total of four samples. Okay, So two last time and two this time, mm-hmm. those result in suspension okay. in terms of accreditation but, for whatever that test method is.
0: But as far as the accreditation program is concerned, you don't really look at the repeatability within lab. It's important information for the laboratory, but you as a, the accreditation program don't monitor that, correct?
1: That's right, okay. that's right. And, and now I will tell you why uh, we issue the repeatability within lab ratings. So like the other ones are what they are against, you know, the your result versus the population. The repeatability numbers are how um, consistently were you deviating from the mean? Imagine it's a, it's a comparison of how far away you were from the average on each one of those samples. Uh, so let's say you received a, a um, or you were two standard deviations away from the mean
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, above the mean
2: mm-hmm.
1: on both samples. Well, you would have gotten a low rating. However, you would have gotten a high repeatability rating or you know, within mm-hmm. lab rating because you were in the same uh, the same distance away from that mean on both samples. So you were consistently uh, two standard deviations away from the mean.
0: So that means you could have uh, a low rating on the on the sample, but a good air quotes there, good repeatability rating within lab. But does that also mean the inverse is correct? That you could still have good general ratings, but then have really bad repeatability ratings? Is yes. that a possibility you, too? Yes,
1: you you have got it. So oh. whatever I said must have must have made sense because that was an excellent question. You could let's say you got a uh, so so the ratings when we figure out uh, the numbers, there's uh, positive and negative mm-hmm. values on your rating. So if you have a positive rating you are your result was above the value of the average if it's a negative rating you were below mm-hmm. the the value so like if the value was i'll just pick a in an easy number like five uh-huh. let's say the value of the test result was <laughs> five and you got a 4.9 mm-hmm. your rating would be negative even okay. though it's like extremely close yeah. It would actually be a negative five, in, in like assuming that the standard yeah. deviation was like yeah. let's say it was uh, one. Okay, uh, you'd get a you'd get a good rating basically. Mm-hmm. But if you were just a little bit above, you'd get a five. So you'd have the five and a minus five on okay. your two ratings if you were a little bit above and a little bit below. Gotcha. Um, so let's say that you were um, you received a three
2: mm-hmm.
1: on your one rating mm-hmm. and a minus three on your other rating you are you're still you had two satisfactory ratings
2: Mm -hmm.
1: if you look at them separately but if you look at that repeatability they're very far apart from each other yeah so you would you would get a low rating on your repeatability within lab on that particular uh, line item
0: so that means even though you're within the average that you need to be within you're not doing it consistently. The laboratory is not consistent in the procedure or the the standard.
1: That's right. And that is as much of a cause for concern to a laboratory mm-hmm. as failing the other values. Okay. Uh, so those are, those are, even though we don't take action on the accreditation, the laboratory should still be looking in the, into those repeatability ratings when they're low. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the other thing is if you got, let's say you're uh, 10 standard deviations away mm-hmm. from each test result for, you know, the population test result, which give you zero ratings
2: mm-hmm.
1: on both samples, uh, but they were really consistent, mm-hmm. you shouldn't pat yourself on the back for that repeatability rating. That's not good. <laughs> okay. that, that, I mean, it's great to be consistent, but if you are not even in the ballpark, Mm-hmm. on both samples uh that is a severe problem and, and and you you likely but I will say this you are likely to have an easy systemic uh solution to that there's mm. probably something that you can fix and correct it uh okay. rather than just randomly not knowing what's going on there's yeah. probably something obvious going on so if you're uh,
0: consistently bad or low consistent yes. but have if you're consistent but low have low ratings that's an easier generally an easier root cause to find out why versus if you are have good ratings but yet are inconsistent that's that's a harder corrective action
1: that's right okay so what would
0: the typical correction actions be if you are inconsistently good
1: (laughs) inconsistently good so like you're you're uh <laughs> your so your repeatability ratings are bad but your yes. r- results are good yes uh well i wouldn't if that were the case i wouldn't worry too much unless you saw it happen uh a few times
0: okay so, unless so it's a, a yeah so, problem so, yeah. so,
1: so there your... could be random things that happen right okay. um but if you if you see that you're wildly inconsistent uh then what you want to do is you want to retrain staff mm-hmm. that's that's a big thing like that i'd say if that's what happens it's probably not an equipment issue it's probably a, a performance issue uh some things that people forget about is all the stuff that happens between unboxing mm-hmm. the sample and mm-hmm. running the test so there, you know the the boxes are being emptied they're being handled. Uh, in some case, they're being dried out or mixed. Or mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that goes on that, that somebody may say, they may watch the technician run the test and say, hey, they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't even see what happened in between those two steps, though. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to look at possible uh, loss of sample. Uh, you could have a... They could be splitting it incorrectly, or they could be doing all sorts of things. Okay, uh, so not just, even
0: just the... The Not even the proof. physical
1: test. Yeah. No, gotcha. So you really have to uh, broaden the scope of your view when you're t- t- yeah, re- investigating
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the cause of low ratings. That could be an issue. Um, but I'd say like, if you're looking at the low ratings for, um, you know, just low ratings on the test, but high repeatability, you want to look at equipment first. Okay. You know, I'd, I'd shift more to what are what are the 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 factors that could be causing the biggest problem? I'd be looking at calculations. I'd okay. be looking at equipment uh, calibrations, things like that.
0: Gotcha. But it it is possible that the person is the technician is just very consistently doing it wrong. Like they're consistently doing the wrong thing. So that's an option, but not likely. Is that's an,
1: an option. Th- yeah, yeah, and it could be. Well, I'm glad you you mentioned that because the other factor that happens sometimes is uh there there are so many different ways to do things there's Mm -hmm. there's national standards there's international standards there's state standards there's local standards find out which one the person is running there's also Mm -hmm. the standard that the person learned when they first became a technician from somebody else Mm -hmm. and they and they haven't gotten it out of their head that that is the way you do things Uh, the standards evolve over time and it's important to keep up with training and retraining Of people to make sure that they're keeping up with the standards but uh yeah I mean I know it's yeah
0: and I was gonna say doesn't sometimes the proficiency sample program have special instructions as well that you need to follow when you're doing the proficiency samples where it may be slightly ask you slightly different things and report numbers slightly differently or am I remembering something wrong
1: there, well, there, there could be. There oh. could be situations where there's a, a, a change. But most of the time, they tell you to run it by the standard. Okay. Uh, but there are prep uh, steps. Oh, you know, okay. like uh, some of the samples where you have to prepare the sample from the ingredients. Mm-hmm. It's really important to follow those instructions. Uh, typically, like the, uh, the mixed design oh. samples, uh, a lot could go. I mean, there, there you have a massive step mm-hmm. uh, that has all sorts of... Um, Pitfalls with it if you're uh, if you're not being careful, uh, especially if you're not used to mixing samples, which uh, you know a lot of the labs are not mm-hmm. used to doing that, so uh, they have to be careful with that.
2: All
0: right. Well, to recap, because we kind of went off in a lot of little directions, but I think where helpful. But to get back to the main question that we asked, what do repeated what do the ratings for? Re- repeatability within lab mean do you feel that you've answered that like do you want to recap what those i do mean? so okay. yeah
1: so the repeatability is your consistency okay. in testing that's the short answer
0: the short answer
1: but so you know why, a give second people, long? why give people a useful short answer when you can <laughs> take them on a journey
0: i think this journey was helpful but yeah i, th- I don't know if how many people would listen if it was uh a, a two minute thing of saying it's how consistent you are—that'd
1: um, yeah, be pretty but disappointing.
0: I, I would be disappointed, um, but I think I think that this was helpful. I think this gives laboratories some um, insight into how to look at that and what to do when you see something's wrong and something's amiss.
1: I hope so. If not, they know who to get in touch with.
0: Exactly. Well, thanks again for your time, Brian. And thanks to everyone for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or submit a question, just send us an email at podcast at org, or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resources Twitter feed or go to org.